we're going to talk about the results of faith tonight. I received mixed thoughts on going all over the place in our Bible versus being in one place. Some liked the Bible drill. I've, I've been through many sermons where I must have turned 20 places through a sermon I was listening to. But I understand if you like the message to be all in one place, and it will be again soon, Lord willing, when we get into a different study. And I haven't meant for this to turn into a study, but, but every week I have the subject of faith on my heart. Tonight, the results of faith. What I will say is that we will primarily be between the Gospel of Mark and the book of Acts. So there will be some turning, but it will be uh, very close. Faith, faith. You know, the, the result of putting faith in a doctor is you're putting the case of your health in his hands that you might be cured. The result of putting faith in a lawyer is that you're depending on them to plead your case where you think you're innocent, but someone else wants to hold you guilty. The result of putting your faith in a banker is you're trusting them to hold on to your money on, on your behalf and keep it on your behalf. The result of faith in a Savior is having put our helpless case in the hands of God to do what we could not do ourselves. And that is forgive us for our sins. How many ways might we be encouraged tonight on the results from us having faith? We're going to look at something similar from many different ways but first of all, as we think about the results of faith, how about how we have been released from the penalty of sin? Acts chapter 10 and verse 43. We have been released from the penalty of sin. It says in this verse, To Him give all the prophets witness that through His name, whosoever believeth in Him, shall receive the remission of sins. Look what faith has done. We have been pardoned. People have tried to reason many different ways that someone might overcome their sins, might be, have forgiveness for their sins. And it's all summed up in religion. A relationship, though, brings about the forgiveness of sins when we have believed on the Lord Jesus Christ. People have come up with many ways, but there is only one way to be released from the penalty of sin, which is, you know, and that's in hell for all eternity. 
where the penalty of sin is. That's all that's left outside of the love of God through the Lord Jesus Christ. Faith in His finished blood work that took place on the cross. That's the only way to be released from the penalty of sin that God has set in place. And that is death, that is second death, that is, that is eternal death and hell. But how does someone come to a place of putting their faith in Jesus? I've heard, I've heard unsaved people say of a Christian, wow, if everything would be fine if I could have the faith they have. Is there anything special going on from God concerning one's faith versus another's faith? Well, how does someone come to faith? Romans chapter 10 and verse 13 says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on Him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in Him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah saith, Lord, who hath believed our report? So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Anyone can have faith in Jesus Christ because the word of God goes out to all the world and leaves no one out. Many people have tried to impress by saying, I've always believed. Preacher, there's never been a time I haven't believed. Look, you might have been a baby who grew up uh, on the floor of the sanctuary and there's never a time you can't remember not being in church and coming up through you know, your first Sunday school classes, you hear about Jesus and He sounds good and it makes you happy. But there is a time that He becomes personal in someone's life. And no one is born believing. We're all born at enmity with God. It's not true that anyone can say, well, I've always believed. Because as we see here, we must first hear to believe. We must hear the Word of God. We must hear the Gospel of Jesus. It's impossible to believe without hearing. When the Gospel is heard, then there's the opportunity for faith to be applied. And, and by faith, there is the releasing of the penalty of sin. But not only that, the results of faith, we are made and we are declared righteous. Some might think they're righteous without salvation. We just sang a minute ago, Christ receiveth sinful men. If That's the only kind of people He receives. is people who know that they're sinners and that they would go to hell without Jesus. But, but, by faith, the results of faith is that we are made and declared righteous. Acts chapter 13 
and verse 39. And by Him all that believe are justified from all things from which ye could not be justified by the law of Moses. Jesus died, was buried, Jesus was raised up again. Now no more to return to corruption. And He has made a way for all to be justified. That word justified means to be made right with God. To be regarded as righteous in the sight of God. That, that's a miracle because we are sinful people and we're made righteous in the sight of God. Christ is perfectly just and we become just in Him. And it is by faith. Faith gives us not only the pardoning from the crime of our sin, but we're declared innocent of the crime. We're justified. You know, a prisoner can be pardoned, but a prisoner can never be justified. The released prisoner is still guilty of the act that took place. And they, they are seen as having committed that crime. But Christ's death in our place for the crime of all of our sin, His death in our place, He was buried and raised again. God's pleased with the sacrifice Jesus made for us. And we get declared righteous. We are justified. We can't be justified by the law. We can't be justified by the law of Moses. Some people might look at others in the world and see how much better they are on, on measuring in the world standards and, and really have a sincere belief that they're going to do everything they can to live by the law of God, but, but all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There is no one who can live up to God's perfect standard. His commandments are Himself in written form, which is perfection. He accepts nothing less less than perfection, how good is faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and what He has provided for us and that He has paid the penalty for the crime of our sin. He has made justification an absolute, definite result in our lives, not by doing the best we can, but by placing our faith in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. We are made righteous. We are declared righteous by the gospel of Christ when we appropriate faith in Him. More results from our faith. We are no longer condemned. The gospel of John chapter 3 verse 18 says, He that believeth on Him is not condemned. But he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. You know, Jesus did not come to condemn the world. 
A lot of prosperity preachers love to say that and stop right there. He didn't come to condemn the world, but they should keep on going. Because the reason why he didn't come to condemn the world is because the world was condemned already. Everyone was without hope. And then Jesus came to us. Everyone has obviously had a physical birth. Jesus talks about this stuff back in the beginning of John chapter 3. But Jesus says that we must be born again. Because without spiritual birth, we remain condemned and judged and guilty. Many religious people today are under this condemnation. They're trying to be religious. They're trying to acknowledge God. They're trying to acknowledge the God that the Christians acknowledge. But they're still condemned. They're still guilty. Because no amount of religious works will get them out of that condemnation. But by faith, by faith in the Son of God, our condemnation is removed. It is taken away. How about this from another angle as a result of our faith? Just straight down the line. How about salvation? It, it is through faith. Faith alone in Christ alone. And throughout some of this talk on faith, I've already been to Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is not of works, lest any man should boast. That is great clarity that salvation has nothing to do with what any of us are going to do that's good. But by believing that through faith we might be saved. We also see in Mark, the Gospel of Mark, chapter 16 and verse 16, it says, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Well, something just really stood out there that I said. That sounds contradictory. Salvation is through faith alone in Christ alone. Not faith plus baptism. Now there's, you can imagine people who love the beginning of that verse, thinking it out in their own way. But let's look at the rest of this verse. How do we explain this? But he that believeth not shall be damned. It doesn't say there that there's condemnation if you believe not and you're baptized not. Condemnation rests on unbelief alone right there. If there was an emphasis for baptism in this verse, it would say that we're condemned by unbelief and not being baptized. But it does not say that there. All it takes for someone to be, uncond- to be uh, condemned is to believe not. 
Condemnation rests solely on unbelief. Salvation rests solely on faith. You might, the songs were evangelistic tonight. As we're talking about faith, there's some evangelism in the teaching of faith that we see here. We might think about the Apostle Paul and how God used him in such great evangelism that so many were saved. And yet, Paul says in the first chapter of 1 Corinthians, For Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel. And then in Romans chapter 1, he says, The gospel of Christ is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. Christ sent me not to baptize, there's one thing, but to preach the gospel. There's something separate. These are two different things. So, for salvation, it is faith alone in Christ alone. Salvation is a gift given by faith placed in Jesus Christ. Another result of faith is... No death and living forever. John chapter 11 and verse 25. Larry King has interviewed a lot of people through the years. And for his 20th anniversary, I guess on the air, whatever, he was interviewed by Barbara Walters. And her question to him, one of them was, what do you fear? And he said, death. And then she followed up that question with, do you believe in God? And he said, I don't know. I am an agnostic. That means ignoramus. That means, you know, he says, I don't know if there's a God or not. I'm not saying that there's not, but I'm not saying that there is. It's ignorance is is what he's claiming. That's what every agnostic claims. And he's scared of death. John 11, 25, Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? You believe that tonight? You believe that by faith. You're confident when you say that. It's not just words. You believe that by faith. If you're rejoicing over that, you're rejoicing over that by faith. By believing, assurance is given that when we leave this physical body, that life is eternal and there will be no death, just everlasting life. But not only life, but light we might consider by faith. In John chapter 12, verse 36, it says, While ye have light, believe in the light, that ye may be the children of light. 
What does it take to be removed from darkness? Faith. Faith in the one who is light. Faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. We can only walk in the light after we've come to faith in the light. Faith in the light of the world, Jesus Christ. We might pretend for a while, but we'll come up short. I didn't know I was pretending. I was out on visitation with the church. And all of a sudden, after several visitations, I realized I, realized I was inviting people to church, but I wasn't telling them about Jesus. I figured out the reason why. I didn't know Jesus. But faith brings us into the light. How about this for a result of faith? In 1 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 4. Godly edifying. Paul writes to Timothy in the beginning of the first letter here. Verse 4. Neither give heed to fables and endless genealogies which minister questions rather than godly edifying which is in faith. We, we had a prayer request tonight for someone in their spiritual need and testimony, what they say. And, and maybe it's, it's not something that's produced from faith. You know, faith is built up by the truth. Meditating on the truth. Praying in truth. Sharing the truth, doing the truth, that builds up the Christian life. We're built up in faith. We, we have a lot of truth in the Bible to be built up on. We have so much absolute clear truth in the Bible, we could spend our lives and never get through what is absolutely crystal clear to every single one of us reading it, studying it, talking about it, preaching about it. It, it. it could just go on and on, more than we can cover in a lifetime. Continual silly speculation. That doesn't do anything for faith. And it's probably coming from a source that doesn't have true faith. If that's what is continually going on. I, I don't know how someone could have true faith and malnourish it with all of these mysterious questions. Where did Cain get his wife? Or even, what was Paul's thorn in the flesh? That doesn't seem harmful to guess at that. But why would we go on and on with something like that? Or people bring up the killing in the Bible. Or, or people bring up how slaves were treated in the Bible. And these, and these questions going on and on. Faith is to be built up and it puts an end to worldly minded thoughts. And it gives us spiritual thoughts based on spiritual truths. And we have enough of that to go around for the rest of our lives on this earth. How about, how about a result of faith being preserving? John chapter 10, verses 26 through 29, Jesus says, But ye believe not, 
because ye are not of my sheep, as I said unto you. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father, which gave them me, is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. Many Jews saw miracles. Many Jews heard the information of of Scripture. They heard the truth. But they didn't want to place their faith in Jesus. They rejected the truth. They thought they were good people, but they rejected the truth. Therefore, they remained lost in their sins. And here's what they missed out on. A relationship with Jesus Christ that is likened unto a shepherd with his sheep. A shepherd who knows every one of his sheep personally. History says that two shepherds could come together and have their flocks and they're all mingled one with another. And one shepherd could walk off and say one little thing and, and the sheep would perfectly disperse and and that shepherd sheep would go with them, and the, the sheep that were remaining, they were with the other shepherd, and they would go that way. What a, what a personal picture this is. But it really can't expound and fully give the full picture of our good shepherd, our great shepherd, Jesus Christ, though, because He gives eternal life to the sheep. Eternal life and never perishing. Not one will ever perish. And we can't be plucked out of the Father's hand. We can't be removed from Him. The greatest safety and the greatest security there could ever be is to be a sheep of the great shepherd Jesus Christ. And how does that happen? That happened that day, that moment that our life changed when we placed our faith in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. That happened by faith. My neighbor two doors down once said, that is too good to be true. It is, but it's true. How about an inheritance? Acts chapter 26 and verse 18 says, to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them, which are sanctified by faith that is in me. The Bible talks about rewards and blessings in heaven as as an inheritance. We have an inheritance coming one day as children of God for faithful stewardship. But the only way that faithful stewardship can happen is by first coming to faith in Jesus Christ. Not not faith in ourselves, as many have. Not faith in faith, bragging about how much faith they have. And when you get down to it, they can't say what their faith is in. But Jesus says it well here. How about where he said 2618 of Acts? Faith that is in me. Jesus says that of Himself. And that's the only faith that saves. Therefore, there there are many more we could share. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God 
through our Lord Jesus Christ. Peace. You know, if, if after we come to faith is when we come to peace with God, then do we under, does everyone understand that we begin as enemies of God? What are you talking about? I went to Sunday school and I heard about Jesus. I sang Jesus loved me in Sunday school. We're enemies of God until we're made right with God. Jesus provided what was needed for everyone to be made right with God. God set the penalty for sin. Jesus died for our sins, was buried and raised again. We are made right with God by faith. And then we have this position of peace. The Bible talks about the peace uh, of God that passeth all understanding. That's something in our walk that could, that could vary. But having made peace with God is a position that we've been taking into permanently for eternity. And it is by faith. How wonderful is it? How wonderful is faith that we came to a place of faith? The Scriptures. I'm not going to go over three references that, that I would like to, but, but the Scriptures, the preaching of the Word. The Word of God is where someone gets the faith to be able to be saved. How precious faith is in the Lord Jesus Christ. Brother Rome Hickey, please close our Bible study in a word of prayer and our master clubs will be ready to come in.